Hello and welcome. You're listening to an out-of-office episode of the Logistics Podcast by SHD Logistics. I'm your host, Kirsty Adams, and I'm taking you on a little journey today. I'll be taking you into London's West End to meet Santiago Navarro, the co-founder of Garçon Wines. So what's so special about Garçon Wines, you ask? Well, it's actually a wine packaging startup that's made the first flat wine bottle. It's designed to fit through the average UK letterbox and it's made from 100% recycled plastic. Santiago will wow you with facts like how the average pallet can carry 2.5 times more Garçon bottles than round glass bottles of the same volume. We'll also be talking to Claire Walters from Unipart Logistics, the company tasked with removing single-use plastic from its client Sky's supply chain. Claire shares some really practical solutions which you could probably apply to your own warehouse, so make sure you don't skip that bit. David Attenborough has shone a light on the damage that plastic is doing to our planet. I mean... Who wouldn't listen to this calm voice of reason? Since its invention some hundred years ago, plastic has become an integral part of our daily lives. But every year, some eight million tonnes of it ends up in the ocean. And there, it can be lethal. A healthy albatross chick in its diet should really have things like squid, so we can find the squid beaks that come out of the pellet. And also things like fish, so we can find fish bones as well. But these chicks are being fed something very different. We have some plastic that this poor chick has had to bring up. Plastic bag. Here we have some food packaging. Looks like rice. No one wants to be responsible for feeding baby albatross plastic bags. Behaviour and the use of plastics is changing, thanks in part to Attenborough, but also to young people who have been speaking out. For example, Greta Thunberg, 76 years his junior. Here's Amy and Ella Meek, founders of Kids Against Plastic. They're doing a TEDx talk on plastic pollution. These girls are 16 and 14. It's amazing. We may just be kids, but we have something important to say. So please, listen up. Over the past 10 years, us humans have produced more plastic than during the past century. Around 60% of this is single use, used once and then thrown away. And about a truck's worth of plastic enters the world's oceans every single minute. And here's a fact of our own. Over the past two years, we've been picking up plastic litter. More specifically, the big four plastic polluters. That's single-use cups and lids, straws, bottles and bags. To date, we've collected over 50,000 pieces of single-use plastic. <clears throat> well... 56,676 to be precise. Global businesses are committing to change, as are governments, the UN, schools, supermarkets, Amy, Ella, my mum, SHD Logistics. Good news, in future, print copies of our magazine will be mailed out completely naked 
without plastic wrap. We all have to play our part. It's certainly a start. Back in 2017, Sky approached its 3PL Unipart Logistics and asked them to reduce the use of single-use plastic in its supply chain. I'm now going to play you our interview with Claire. Claire is someone who is walking the plastic-free walk. We're going to join the interview at the point where I asked Claire why and how the decision was made to remove single-use plastic from its supply chain. One of our customers is Sky, and they had an amazing initiative with Ocean Rescue. And as part of that, they were really determined to take all of single-use plastic out of their supply chain. So they came to see us back in 2017, kind of before it became such a big topic for everybody, and asked for our help. And obviously, we were delighted to help, but only really when we started to look around the warehouse that, that we run for them and, and everything that's in the end-to-end supply chain, we, we kind of realised the scale of the task. When you walked around the warehouse and suddenly became aware of how much single-use plastic we use, where were the areas of, that almost surprised you? Well, I mean, there's, there's a lot of obvious ones in warehousing. You know, people use shrink wrap on pallets. There's a lot of protection. You know, things get wrapped in jiffy bags and, and outer plastic bags for delivery. Even things like you know, tape is used to seal for, from a security perspective or, or, or different seals. I guess probably obvious, but the things that, that kind of become more obvious when you look is things like, you know, remote control batteries are wrapped in plastic and... And you look at some products and, you know, there's potentially two or three layers of plastic. That's perhaps not necessary, but just how they've always done it. I think it's only when you look at it through really open eyes that you start to just question why on earth are we using this much packaging and why is so much of it plastic? So how did you take the Sky project forward? What were your first steps? So we started by looking at could we just remove it completely? So one example of that was we used to use an outer bag for deliveries to customers and now we just put the delivery label on, onto a carton so it's so moving from kind of plastic to cartons and, and that, that took it out completely and, and actually that made our operation more efficient as well because it, it kind of took a step out of the process. And we also started working with suppliers, with people that do the manufacturing, so you know, trying to solve the problem at source so that when things came to us that there wasn't so much plastic involved. And then we'd look at things and say, well, where you still need a solution, how do we replace this um, with something that's not plastic? So one example is Sky Engineers used to send us product back in bags that were made of plastic. And, and we, we've now got some reusable Hessian bags that, that kind of go around the loop several times, which has been fantastic from an engineer perspective. And, and obviously has also got that, a huge amount of plastic out of the supply chain. One of our people, I'm, I'm really proud to say, did this incredible thing where they actually um, designed a, a new box for deliveries which doubles the Sky product as, as an outbound delivery box but also can be reused as a returns box by kind of turning it inside out. How important is it Claire that the team within the warehouse are involved in packaging design? I think it's really important from an engagement perspective. I think our team would say when one of the most uplifting things they've done actually because each person that works in our warehouse is, is absolutely proud of what we've managed to achieve for, for Sky and, and also our wider operations. These guys know you know, what, what's needed in terms of uh, packaging but also what the options are and you know, it, it needs to be thought about really from an end-to-end -end perspective rather than just 
what's the most robust way of, of putting in loads and loads of layers from a manufacturing perspective and, and perhaps not, not, not thinking as much about the bigger picture. And what advice would you give to our listeners who are warehouse managers, logistic directors, in how to approach this same topic? I think I would just say it might feel a bit daunting and challenging to start with. That was certainly our feeling when we measured it and we looked at it and we thought 128 tonnes a year, (laughs) that's a lot of plastic that's got to come out. But certainly our experience has been every single person in our our operation got completely behind the task and we also had huge support from you know quite small suppliers who just worked with us to invent new answers so once we'd figured out what we needed you know they were incredibly helpful one of the challenges from sky was to make this cost neutral so not to spend lots more money and actually by being creative and intelligent about it, we've managed to change quite a lot of the processes in our warehouse. So some of the areas where we've just removed that, that type of packaging completely has, has made us more efficient. So I think it's just, you know, sit down, calmly measure what you've got and, and, and just develop a plan. And actually, you'll be really surprised by the passion and support that you'll get from everybody around you, as well as what we do from a business perspective. Thank you, Claire Waters from Unipart Logistics. To read more on her good work, make sure you read upcoming digital issues of SHD Logistics, available on shdlogistics.com. After the quick break, we will be talking flat wine bottles. Santiago Navarro's London office is just a few tube stops away from us. On arrival, we were greeted with the energy that only a startup full of young innovators could bring. Its Georgian offices had flat plastic wine bottles on the wall, and we could see the iconic British Museum out the window. It made sense at that moment to invite Santiago to speak at our conference on the 19th of May at the British Museum. We're hoping we can go back there for the uh, after party. I'm now going to play you the interview that we did with Santiago. We're going to join it at the stage where I'm asking him about empty space in wine cases and the transportation of fresh air. DS Smith, the well-known packaging company, they estimate it's around 24% of the packaging space is currently wasted and the impact of not filling in that void is significant from a carbon footprint, but also from a financial cost. So the figures they put is 122 million tonnes of CO2 emitted unnecessarily as a result of moving around there, but also $46 billion. So as is in most instances where we are incurring environmental costs, we're also incurring unnecessary financial costs. And what we do at Garçon Wines with our sustainable wine packaging solutions is we allow companies to save both on their environmental costs by lowering their carbon footprint, but also save on their financial costs by just packing more product onto a pallet and hence cutting their costs across their supply chain. Actually, a flat pack, as we offer, once again removes from that space. So it's not just the traditional space around the necks of the bottle, but actually when you pack multiple round products next to each other, there's lost space on all four corners. Santiago, if you could tell us a bit more then about Gas on Wines, the logistics model, and how it can benefit logistics operations. 
So what Garçon Wines does, as I mentioned, is we've flattened around bottles. And for anyone listening to this and wondering what does a flat bottle mean, it means a cross-section of the round. So the neck is remaining the same. But when you get to the body of the vessel, it's a cross-section. So you'd be running two parallel blades down, removing two of the round sides. So at one angle, it looks like the shape we know and recognize as being wine bottles. And bear in mind that most of the world of wine is packed into two key shapes. They come from the two main appellations in France that gave us all but one of the noble grape varieties that spread across the world of wine and have been planted across, as I say, wine-producing regions from Chile to Australia. With them travel the bottles that we know and recognize from Burgundy and Bordeaux. We've taken cross-sections of those, which means that by having a bottle that's flat, it packs like books. But the additional benefit we have is that by carefully designing the bottles, the width and depth of the bottle is this space around the neck. So what we're able to do, and one example that we've released to the market earlier this year, and specifically an e-commerce pack, is we can pack 10 full-size bottles into a case that would otherwise carry just four round glass bottles of the same volume. And that means direct, immediate benefits across the supply chain, everything from warehouse space to AGV space to container space, to the number of people it requires to load a truck, because less pallets means less warehouse operatives, etc. So what we're able to do in some instances is pack nearly two or two and a half times the amount of product on a pallet, importantly cutting the financial cost, but also the environmental cost. And the additional bit that sometimes brands are not aware of is the dissatisfaction, the unhappiness that consumers experience when they receive a pack into their home with so much secondary packaging that they're like, you know, why have you shipped me my wine bottles with a whole forest? I didn't ask for the forest, and I recognize that we existing in a 21st century world with environmental complexities, the climate crisis being one of them, but also resource scarcity. So for us, at its core, it was redesigning the primary pack, which would then unlock advanced secondary packaging, and offer triple bottom line sustainability benefits to the world of wine. But we start off in wine with our um, vision being wine and spirits and potentially other high value to volume liquids. For us, nothing is sacrosanct when you have the um, scenario we have at the moment with the environmental, but also economic complexities. Consumers are changing. They want, for example, product in smaller volumes more frequently. The example of what we do be able to deliver a single bottle of wine to a UK letterbox is, once again, a great example of a 21st century logistics model. It's lower cost. We can deliver by Royal Mail. You get seamless delivery. So if you're guaranteed a first-time successful delivery, you cut your costs, environmental and financial. And to give you an example of how big that financial impact is, IMRG put a figure out in the market of £1.6 billion per annum, cost of missed deliveries in the UK. That's significant. So once again, losing money as a result of not using the right sort of packaging. And then once again, consumers not wasting time waiting around for deliveries. What advice would you give my readers, warehouse managers, logistics directors, about the packaging that they're using at the moment? How can they change how they think and how their operation thinks? Rethink, is it necessary to be as it is? You know, most people assume that the bottle should be round. It doesn't need to be round. And we can also create a pack that's 
visually attractive. So we don't need to go extreme and suddenly create a box if you've had a bottle, because my view is that the box will never challenge the bottle, certainly in wine, which is a highly emotive product where the experiential is really important. So don't need to go to extremes, because actually if you design a bottle properly, then with multiple bottles as they're normally moved, you can pack them into a box where they end up like packing bricks or Tetris. So um, I guess play a bit of Tetris is probably a good idea and, and work out how different shapes can pack effectively to create just better packing. Can you get more product on a pallet safely? You know, are you just sending a lot of air around the globe or around your country or even in your own town? So what can you do to cut your carbon footprint And if done properly, it's likely to also cut your financial cost. So my advice would be consider nothing to be sacrosanct or untouchable. Perhaps you'd like to tell us about a certain message you got from Sir David Attenborough. We sent Sir David a bottle to show him what we're doing and to thank him. And I myself personally to thank him. And um, he kindly wrote back to me a handwritten letter, uh, which sits in our office So David very kindly wished us every success with what we do. That's obviously highly motivational for me and for my team. We love him. He's the world's best granddad and and person and everything. For many people, he's a hero. For me, he's, you know, certainly a guiding force. Thank you, Santiago Navarro from Garçon Wines. The interview will also be written up and featured in a future issue of SHD Logistics magazine. Packaging has always been an important topic for logisticians. But right now it is red hot. We're seeing a packaging revolution. Flat wine bottles, the prohibition of sellotape. The plastic conversation is a souped up packaging chat. Inviting your warehouse team to help design your packaging sounds like a fantastic step forward to me. Removing 128 tonnes of single-use plastic from Sky Supply Chain per year by 2020 was an ambitious plan made possible by creative thought and reinvention by Unipart Logistics. Santiago says that companies haven't been innovative with packaging because there isn't an incentive structure for taking calculated risk. If you're a leader in your business, could you be the person to take your team and take a risk and create something new? Could that be you? I'd like to thank guests Claire Walters, Chief Commercial Officer at Unipart Logistics, and Santiago Navarro, co-founder of Garson Wines, for taking part in this episode of Out and About. If you're doing interesting things with packaging at your operation, then please do enter the project into this year's Logistics Awards. Entry doesn't actually open until the 17th of March, but you can register your interest now at www.logisticsawards.co.uk. It's completely free to enter. As mentioned, Santiago will be speaking at the British Museum on the 19th of May, along with some other fantastic speakers. To book your place, visit www.logisticsconference.co.uk. Finally, if you'd like to learn more about how we can create supply chains which are kinder to our planet, 
please try a podcast from a woman called Catherine Wheatsman called The Circular Economy Podcast. I didn't get around to asking Catherine to participate in this episode. It really is her specialist area. I do recommend you listen to her podcast. The next episode, being hosted by Deputy Editor James Berman, will be on one of our award winners, NHS Supply Chain. So do subscribe so you do not miss it. Also, please can you write a review because it helps other logisticians find the podcast. We would really appreciate it. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this episode. See you next time.